G'day there and welcome to the Create and Thrive podcast. This is episode 282 and today I have a difficult topic but an important one and that is what do we do when we have an unhappy customer and it is something that all of us will face at one time or another. So that's what today's episode is all about. I'm going to kind of talk you through some strategies to implement when you come up against an unhappy customer. Now, this is uh, geared towards online businesses, really. It's a little bit different when you're face to face with an unhappy customer. Some of these strategies won't work quite as well. But before we get into that, I want to let you know about the Etsy shop spring clean challenge that I am running later this month over on YouTube. It's a two week challenge where I'm going to give you 10 steps to take in order to spruce up your Etsy shop for spring. Now, I am in Australia and right now we are going into autumn, but I know that the majority of my audience are actually in the Northern Hemisphere and for you it's springtime. So that's why I'm doing a spring clean challenge. Although we do an autumn clean as well as a spring clean here in our in our uh, daily lives. So if your Etsy shop needs a little bit of TLC, but you don't have a lot of time, this is going to be the perfect challenge for you because every step in the challenge is a small tweak that you can make to improve your shop that hopefully won't take you too much time. But by the time you've worked through all of them, you will have kind of done a bit of an overhaul to your shop and freshened it up. So if you would like to join me for this, it's free, by the way. If you would like to join me for the Etsy shop spring clean challenge, just head on over to my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash Jess Van Den. And you'll see the intro video there. Leave me a comment and give it a thumbs up and tell me that you are going to join us for the challenge. And of course, make sure to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell over there so you don't miss any of the videos in the challenge. The challenge is going to be starting on March 21st. So I'm really excited to do this. I've been wanting to do something like this for a while and I just hit on the idea of the spring clean challenge and it sounded like a lot of fun and I thought it would be something that people would enjoy and find useful. So I hope you do and I hope you come and join me for it. And if so, please do share it with your creative communities on Instagram, Facebook and wherever else. I'd love to invite as many people as possible to come and take part in this free challenge. All right, shall we get started with today's episode? Let's dive into it. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name's Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010, and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers, just like you, create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. Unhappy customers. Ugh. We've all been there, and if you haven't yet, you will be, and it is one of the suckiest parts of having a business, dealing with people who aren't happy with some aspect of something that you have done, and oftentimes make that unhappiness public. Today, I want to address this issue head on and talk about the best way to deal with unhappy customers and how you can hopefully more often than not come out the other end, having turned an unhappy customer into a raving fan, or at least a happy customer. When you have an unhappy customer in your business, it can affect you quite 
badly emotionally, and it can be something that's really difficult to deal with. So I want to give you some strategies and some tools and some uh, ways of dealing with this when it arises today. So that the next time this happens to you, you feel more confident and you have a better idea of the steps to take in order to work with your customer. Now, the old saying, you can't please 100% of the people 100% of the time is 100% true. You cannot. No matter how awesome you are, and I know you're awesome, somewhere along the line, somebody will be unhappy with something that you do for some reason. It may be your fault. It may not be your fault. And of course, whichever one of those it is will impact how you deal with them. And we'll get to that. But whatever happens, it's important that you deal with it the best that you can and not be reactive and angry or upset. That's not to say you shouldn't feel angry or upset, especially if it is the customer's fault, because the old, another old saying, the customer's always right, is not true. However, you need to always treat the customer as if they are right, or at least treat them with respect and listen to their grievances in a way that they feel heard and understood. The truth of the matter is sometimes things will go wrong. You'll stuff up, they'll stuff up, something will happen outside of your control. Hello, shipping problems. And basically, you just need to know how to deal with it. And being comfortable with this will come with time and experience. But if you don't have a lot of experience with that, I'm hoping this video will help you get clear on what you're going to do when this does happen. I want to help you deal with this with compassion, rationality, humility, and grace. It's perfectly normal to feel angry and frustrated when a customer comes to you with a problem that's either out of your control or not your fault, or feeling embarrassed and upset if it is your fault and it's something that you have done wrong. But what you don't want to do is actually communicate that and project that to your customer. <laughs> that is what your friends are for. That is what your colleagues are for. That is what your spouse is for or your partner is for. Uh, I know when it happens to me, sometimes I'll just have a bit of a rant with Nick and then I'll go, I'll move on, I'll let it go. And then I will go and deal with my unhappy custom with as much compassion as I can muster uh, for their situation. Because look, we've all been the unhappy customer, haven't we? We've all had an experience with a business that has been subpar in some way, and we may have reacted badly. We may have lashed out at them. Uh, we may have you know, uh, unfairly blame them for something out of their control, or they might just have been legitimately awful. And we had a perfectly valid complaint. And how did they deal with it? That's something we always remember as a customer is how the business deals with our complaints. I can think of many examples in my own life where uh, a business has let me down in some way. And how they dealt with it really had an impact on how I remember them in the long term. And that's what we want to help you do is deal with the problem in a way that hopefully lets that person walk away with a better opinion of your business than they had when things went wrong. Now, this I don't want to give you false hope. <laughs> there will sometimes just be a customer that you cannot please no matter what you do. I've certainly had those customers. Uh, there's been some interesting scenarios over the years <laughs> where things have happened where it's you know, as far as I'm concerned, I've done absolutely nothing wrong, but they think I've done something wrong. And it's incredibly frustrating in that situation because you're like, there's literally nothing I can do to make this person feel better. Um, and sometimes you just have to cut your losses and go, I can't make this person happy. I just have to walk away and 
let it be the way it is and know that unfortunately there's somebody who is unhappy with my business for whatever reason and that just does happen but more often than not I have found if a problem arises you can fix it and fix your relationship with that customer the thing to remember here is you cannot control how someone else's how someone else responds to you you can't control someone else's emotions all you can do is try to uh, make them feel heard and try to understand their point of view Okay, so let's go through some steps to follow the next time somebody has a grievance with you and your business. First of all, don't panic. Hitchhiker the guide out of this and do not panic. Do not react to them in the moment. Take a step back, put the phone down, put the keyboard aside and do not react to them immediately. Now, this is easy if you have easier, obviously, if you have an online business, if you have a face-to-face business, I'm not really um, focusing on that today because most of my students and most of you are online business people, but same thing. Don't panic. You need to take a few deep breaths in that circumstance and then deal with the person. But it's a lot easier when it's on a screen because you can put it down, take a step back, walk away, let yourself cool down, um, let your emotions you know, settle before you respond. The worst thing you can possibly do is respond to them immediately from a place of anger or upset or indignation or frustration. Don't do that. Just give it a, give it a while. I, you know, I like to give it a good few hours sometimes, even 24 hours if you need to, uh, to just calm down and think through the situation rationally. This is a good point that if you have a business partner, a partner, spouse, friend, colleague, share it with them. Obviously keep, you know, if it's someone who's not in your family or whatever, keep the privacy of the customer as paramount, but you can share the situation with them and go, what do you think of this? Try to get sort of a a second opinion if you really are stuck as to who who is in the wrong here. Um, And sometimes you just want validation that no, you actually haven't done anything wrong. And like, this is why... If you're in any of those like Etsy Facebook groups or handmade Facebook groups, you will see that like a huge amount of the posts in there are, I have this problem customer, la la la, and they tell the story uh, and they're looking for either validation that they're, they haven't done anything wrong, validation that they're handling it right, or you know something along those lines, because this is such a hard thing to deal with. And it's helpful to get other people's opinions, as long as those other people understand the situation from the inside sometimes things from the outside you know if they don't understand the nuances can be a bit difficult for them to give you a proper opinion so the second step is to be the bigger person okay don't be the reactive emotional person here try to come at this as i said from a place of rationality having thought through the problem having put yourself in your customer's shoes literally think if i was this customer in this situation and this happened to me how would i feel about it and you might, feel, you know, you might find more often than not that, okay, well, you know, their grievance is legitimate, uh, even if it's not your fault. Their grievance is legitimate, like, you know, shipping problems. Ugh. Yeah, so <laughs> that is frustrating as hell because once you ship something, you have literally no control over it. And so often people get upset because things haven't arrived in time and you're like, well, it's, it's not my fault. Like, you, you know, I have no control over this. But 
you can put yourself in your customer's shoes and go, well, yeah, I'd be pretty annoyed too if I thought this thing was going to arrive two weeks ago and it didn't. So you have to have come from that place of compassion and understanding their situation rather than just writing them off as, you know, a grump or someone who's being unreasonable. Don't get caught in their drama, though, if they're being really dramatic about things and trying to draw you into it. Don't do it. Don't get caught in the drama. Don't get caught responding with emotive irrational language if that's the sort of way they're speaking to you be the bigger person here Um, and you want to try to work out as well what the underlying reason is that the person is upset it might not actually be clear they might not necessarily be really upset because of the reason they say there might be some an undercurrent there and if you can draw that out and actually reflect that to them and, and and show them that you understand then that can be really powerful the next one is admit your mistakes if you stuffed up, own it and fix it. There's no no reason to bit around the bush here or prevaricate. If you did the wrong thing, you need to own up to it. I have totally done this. I've sent the wrong thing to the wrong person. So frustrating. Uh, and you feel like such an idiot for having made a mistake like that. Or, you know, you've, you've messed up their design in some way. Uh, just admit your mistake and ask them what reparations they would like. Do they want a replacement? Do they want a refund? You know, ask them, give them those options and see what they want and give that to them because you're the one who's in the wrong. You've made the mistake. It's up to you to own up to it and fix it and try to make it right with this customer. So the next step is to learn from issues that have arisen. Now, this is a really interesting one. If you've watched my policies video, I'll put a card to that up here. This is what policies are all about. Okay. Policies are to protect you as much as your customer when things go wrong. Okay. So hopefully if you've like done my setup shop course or watched that video or done some research, you actually got some policies in place from the get go uh, that will help you to deal with these issues when they arise. But if they don't, if you don't, and you come up against an issue that you could foresee happening again in the future, make a policy about it. Stuff like has something gone missing in the post, have a policy as to what you consider missing. How long has it been? Uh, policies in, in my business, things like someone's ordered a ring. It's the wrong size. That's their responsibility. As long as I haven't stuffed up and made the wrong size, uh, it's their responsibility to give me the correct size. That's in line with Australian consumer law. And I literally put that in there. Um, And, you know, look up the consumer laws of your own country. This is really important. Understand the consumer laws and the rights of your customers in your country, because as, as a seller, you have to abide by those rules and laws. Okay. It might even be your state. If you're in the States, I don't know if you guys have like consumer laws by state here in Australia, it's an Australian consumer law that you have to abide by. And I frankly see businesses breaking these rules all the time, but you shouldn't. <laughs> uh, and you, therefore you have a, you know, you have a legal leg to stand on when, when things go wrong as well. Learn from the issues as much as possible. Put anything like that in your policy so that you can refer to them. And this makes it so much easier when somebody comes to you with a problem, you can say, as per my policies, and those are the policies that they agreed to when they purchased from you. They probably didn't read them. Most people don't, but they were there and you have the uh, kind of protection of those policies, especially, you know, if you're on Etsy or someone like that. Now, if you are on Etsy, again, I, I go into all this in detail in my policies video, so I won't cover it in detail now. There's a difference between the official policies and the FAQs. So I put a lot of stuff in the FAQs that on my own website are official policies. So you just have to be wary of that. But long story short, make sure you've got those policies in place so that in the future, 
you have that fallback option. Now, if it's something that's not amenable to going into policy, just make a personal note to yourself about how to deal with this problem if it arises again in future so that you're not you know, starting from scratch every single time and trying to come up with a, a brand new solution when you're encountering the same problem regularly. If there is a system in your business, and let's be honest, there is a system, whether you know it's there or not, whether it's a conscious system or not, you have a system. Look at your system and go, where did this problem arise? At what point in the customer journey, from the moment they made a purchase to the moment they received their item, at what point did something go wrong? And how much control do I have over that? Is it something I can change and make note of to fix in my, my own systems and processes? Like for example, the whole, we send somebody the wrong thing, well, we have, because my husband, Nick, works with me full time in our jewelry business as well. So we have like a system where we he writes down the orders and then I double check them to make sure it's the right thing. Uh, and then we, at the end, check that we've made the right thing for the right person. It's gone the right envelope. Um, like even with that, occasionally mistakes can happen for whatever reason. We're both having a bad day. We miss, like we make an oxidized ring instead of a matte ring because somehow we miss the, nat, the the finish or something. Uh, it doesn't happen very often. It's very rare, but occasionally, you know, we're human. We can make mistakes and so can you. And that's okay. Again, like I said, it's trying to fix the system as much as possible to minimize the chances that you will make an error. And the final one is as much as possible, stick to your policies but in the end of the day, you have to make a final call on every single sale. So what we don't want to be do is held ransom to bad reviews. Okay. If you haven't done anything wrong, somebody might threaten, or you might expect or worry about receiving a bad review. Now, if you're on somewhere like Etsy and somebody actually literally threatens you with a bad review, they, um, that's against the rules. So you can actually report that and their review will be scuppered as far as I'm aware. I guess <laughs> that's a good thing in a way. You know, if somebody does threaten you with a bad review, if you don't do what they want, at least then you have some recourse to um, get them dealt with by the platform rather than you having to deal with them. But, you know, sometimes someone will just, with out of the blue, they'll leave a one-star review and you're like, and they might explain why. And at that point, that's when you contact them and go, you know, take the time, step back, all that, all the other steps. And then you contact them and try to find a resolution. Uh, and again, sometimes you'll be able to, sometimes you won't. Sometimes people uh, won't read the description. Like this is what's happened to, to me in the past. I think the only one star reviews I've ever had are because somebody didn't read the description. And uh, the big one for us is we make the, these oxidized rings, but the oxidization isn't permanent. It wears off and it weathers back. And we, um, you know, have learned over time to try to make that incredibly clear in our photos, in our descriptions, because back in the day when I was just learning and starting out, I didn't perhaps make it clear enough and people would get it and go, the, the you know, it's wearing off. And I'd be like, yeah, that's part of the design. Like that's what's going to happen. And you have to like go, well, okay. They didn't read the description. They didn't look at the picture that said, read the description because there's important information here. Uh, and you just have to go, well, I'm sorry, but you made a mistake. Perhaps not in those terms, obviously. <laughs> you want to, you want to obviously couch it in the way of like, a, you know, as per the description, that's one of my favorite ways of putting it as per the description, this is what happens to this particular design. Uh, we, you know, we, we work really hard to make this clear to our customers and all that sort of stuff. So at the end of the day, you know, even if something is not in line with your policies, 
you have to make the decision if it's what the right decision is with that particular customer. Um, but I do want to encourage you to stick with your policies as much as possible, even if it will mean a bad review. And sometimes it will. But then when that happens, you have the opportunity to respond to that review and explain your side of the story. And that's a really important thing to do as well is actually do that explaining. And if somebody has left you a bad review for whatever reason, you respond again, following these rules of being calm, compassionate, understanding, rational, just explain the situation for anyone else who's looking through your shop and deciding what to buy from you or whether to buy from you or not. I think it really behooves us to be understanding and kind, even when we are not at fault. Not only does that make us feel better <laughs> because you're not, you know, getting yourself upset and angry or whatever it might be. It you know, has the opportunity to make our customers feel better and make them feel understood and hopefully come out of the situation feeling okay. As I said in the beginning, at the end of the day, you can't please everybody. And even following these steps, there will be some customers who will walk away unhappy. And that is just a fact of business. And it's just the same for everybody. So don't feel like you're alone here. This happens to everyone. Everyone has unhappy customers along the way and as long as you realize that it's a normal part of business and do everything you can possibly do to make your customers as happy as possible then that's all you have in your power to do as always thank you so much for listening to the show for being here and a big shout out and thanks to all the members of the thriver circle without you this show would not be possible the thriver circle is my membership community and educational resource for makers you get access to 40 plus in-depth video workshops that will help you to grow your handmade business access to our private community live workshops and calls and chats and of course my your year to thrive course your year to thrive has been designed to slowly take you through everything you need to learn in order to start and grow a thriving and profitable handmade business you get a lesson a week for an entire year if you would like to find out more about your year to thrive you can do that at youryeartothrive.com and find out more about how to become a member of the thriver circle and all the benefits you get head on over to thrivercircle.com I hope you enjoyed this one. Remember to come and join me for the Etsy shop spring clean challenge. That's over on youtube.com forward slash Jess Van Den. I'm excited to start on March 21st and I hope you can join me for that. I'll catch you again in the next episode. Bye for now.